turn the negatives of your life into positive such a powerful quote and if you ask me only a brave warrior can say this a warrior who has no qualms against god a warrior who has accepted the sharp arrows direct on chest and not shown the back a warrior who knew the dark would not last and a warrior who can only impart love after life gave countless miseries we all would have complained to god for giving us the life we have but how many times have we thanked him for this welcome to womenspiria your place for your daily dose of inspiration and i'm revati your host who gets you to meet people from all walks of life and get you to listen to their stories because i strongly believe everybody has an inspiring one today i got the honor to get the gracious presence of a bundle of inspiration shilpa shri amok masur a warrior mother of dishant and trishika who she did not biologically birth but she stands as the epitome of motherhood to us she is selfless extremely caring protective loving inspiring and has cherished life even during the hard time and of course due to this she sets a good example to not only her children but to all the mothers out there she and her family are the path breakers in fact the taboo breakers of a country the surrogacy is a huge taboo culturally financially and with terms to acceptance by the society to those wondering about surrogacy it's a practice of sorting help from people who can give space for your progeny in the womb but not allowed to give them any space in their hearts hence the term commercial surrogacy shilpa and her husband amog had a altruistic surrogacy where her own brother and sister-in-law lakshmi came forward to be a surrogate where their own son was just 15 months old now let's hear more from shilpa hello shilpa hi revati hi shilpa i'm really really honored to have you in my podcast today thank you thank you so much for your kind words <laughs> and uh, i'm really happy to be on your podcast and um, very thrilling thank you so much for having me thank you very much the pleasure is all mine <laughs> yeah so to begin uh, before we get into our uh, podcast i have a small icebreaker shilpa okay in which i'll ask you the two affirmations that you say to your mirror every morning okay um so um like you said turning negatives into positives that i believe in that a lot hmm. so that is one thing that i always tell myself whatever negative that comes in my life i want to okay just um okay it has happened now i just forget it and i will hmm. move on i will come out of the box and think of a solution hmm. so that is what i always think and for that uh, i've always had support of my husband and my family and everyone So sharing and really very inspiring Silpa. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. So I'm really eager and really excited to listen to your story. Tell us your story. Yeah. So uh we got married uh, 11 years ago and then mm-hmm. after that uh, like all new couples we didn't want to have babies immediately. Mm-hmm. So we uh, and I was actually um, quite young I was 24 when I got married so mm-hmm. obviously I didn't want to have babies at that time. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'll travel and we will just you know roam around the world and then we will have babies slowly. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So at, when I was around 27, 28, I started uh, trying. Hmm. And at that point, I was working as a software engineer. My work was very hectic. Hmm. And along with that, we were just like normally trying like how every every couple tries. You know? hmm. And then um, it just wouldn't happen. Hmm. Every month I used to see and it used to be negative and I'm like, what is happening? I don't know what's happening. Hmm. And then I, uh, after a few months of trying, uh, normally it didn't work. Hmm. Then I sought uh, medical help. I went to a doctor. I think my mom is a gynecologist, so mm-hmm. my mom has a lot of strength, basically important in the specialist. Okay. So I met one of my mom's friends and she gave me some tablets and all that. Mm-hmm. And even that didn't work. For six mm-hmm. months or something, I tried that. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the next stage, which is IUIs. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, six IUIs, actually. Six IUIs are six months of that. Okay. So six mm-hmm. IUIs and even mm-hmm. that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then by then I was like really sad and like what is happening. I took a break mm-hmm. and then I worked. By, and by this time, uh, feeding myself mm-hmm. into so much of hormones and tablets and all the mental stress and trauma that you go through when all this happens. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take a break. So I took mm-hmm. a break for some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that break, I also worked on my body I, because I was hypothyroid and also I had gained mm-hmm. uh, COD. Hmm. So, um, I wanted to uh, lose weight and stuff. Uh, hmm. I was like, yeah, heavy during that time after all these procedures. Hmm. So, I went, started going to the gym. My husband and I both of us started going to the gym. We started hmm. walking, badminton and all that. And uh, we lost a lot of weight hmm. uh, together. <laughs> hmm. And then we um, went to get our IVF done. Hmm. Um, and before doing IVF, they do egg retrieval. So we did egg retrieval and um, uh, egg retrieval, we got 15 eggs okay. and out of the 15 eggs, 10 of them were fertilized hmm. and uh, we had uh, 10 embryos uh, hmm. saved in the lab. Hmm. So, and then after that, uh, we did FET, that is frozen embryo transfer after that. Okay. So the first one, we uh, transferred two babies. As in, mm. I'll call it babies, but it's medically called embryos yeah. because there are babies. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we transferred two embryos and uh, I got pregnant with both of them. I got pregnant with twins mm. and um, we went for six weeks scan. That is like the first scan that you do mm. uh, when you're pregnant. Mm. Six weeks scan, uh, both the heartbeats were there. And everything was there and we were very happy. Hmm. And by the time I uh, sat in the car and came back home, uh, I had miscarried. So that was the first time. Hmm. And it was a very big uh, blow because it was was the first time and it is very bad. Because still then I was not getting pregnant. That is another thing. Hmm. But getting pregnant, seeing the heartbeat, seeing both the embryos, like, you know, five. And then losing it is like mm. really very sad. Mm. And then uh, our doctor did some more tests, and some more mm. chromosomal tests and DNA tests mm. and all kinds of, you know, more tests than what we had done before. Mm-hmm. So we did all that. And then um, after six months, exactly after six months, I tried again. We did okay. our second IVF. Okay. And uh, during that time, uh, only one of them got uh, attached. Mm-hmm. Only one of Okay. fertilized and attached and it grew to eight mm. weeks mm. But, mm. Uh, yeah and then okay. uh, during mm. six weeks can seven weeks can eight weeks can it was all the same size 
Mm-hmm. Then the doctor said that maybe that uh, baby is not alive anymore. Okay. So okay. we had to like mm-hmm. kind of take tablet and abort it. Mm-hmm. So the second one also mm-hmm. uh, kind of miscarried. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I was very upset about after that mm-hmm. uh, few days. which is mm-hmm. like but natural but mm-hmm. one thing i was sure that i didn't want to go through this again because mm-hmm. emotionally mentally physically it is very 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 painful mm-hmm. uh, me because while when they started investigating as to why it's not happening why i'm not getting pregnant mm-hmm. they also found out that my hormonal levels are very low mm-hmm. so they had to me a lot of progesterone a lot of estrogen okay. which was taking a toll on my health it was actually causing a lot of issues and okay. they were for my uh, age and for my um, yeah. say for my uh, level of uh, you know mm-hmm. age, basically for my age mm-hmm. they were giving the highest level of progesterone that anyone can give i was mm-hmm. taking injections i was taking tablets twice a day mm-hmm. i was also taking uh, injections morning mm-hmm. uh, tablets twice a day and another subcutaneous injection like insulin on my stomach in the afternoon and mm-hmm. all of these were suggestions to just keep the baby in my stomach and okay. in spite of that oh, mm-hmm. i was miscarrying it every time mm-hmm. so that just i don't know that maybe that just meant that i was not mm-hmm. uh, you know able to bear it or maybe the hormones in my body are not enough but mm-hmm. the doctor was not willing to give any more than that because that was the highest level of suggestion uh, okay. to give to any any patient Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, after that, uh, again, I took a break, and we were thinking what to do now. IVF also is done. That is mm. also not working. Mm. Uh, so mm. both the times we had put two two embryos. So mm. out of ten, four of them had already gone. We still had six of them in the thing. Mm. And initially, when they try, they always try. There are ranks in the embryos. Okay. So, uh the first four that they tried were uh, really very very good ones, like four double four AA mm-hmm. ranks. So they're like high quality, and okay. usually they don't have any abnormalities and things like that. Hmm. You know, people have this thing that you know if you do IVF, usually hmm. it's an abnormal baby. Mm-hmm. So it is not like that actually. Hmm. They see everything properly and they do it. Hmm. And the uh, the more the rank is, the higher the you know quality of the embryos, hmm. which also means the abnormalities of the baby will be less. Hmm. so and then uh, we were thinking of then again i went back to my doctor asking what to do what is the next thing so mm. she wanted to try again she said try once more mm. but i was like no i don't want to try once more mm. because mm. i i felt that i'm just wasting all these embryos my body is just wasting it mm. because i'm not a fit uh, person to take these things mm. so i don't want to waste it if, if at all these really good embryos one or two more were there mm. uh, really high ranking ones Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to waste that also using or putting it in my body. Mm-hmm. You know? So I said we will do surrogacy. If mm-hmm. at all grow, let it grow in somebody where there is a positive result. Simply mm-hmm. like putting it in and wasting it is like I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So then we were thinking of commercial surrogacy. Then uh, while thinking of that, actually what happened was during that time uh, mm-hmm. the Indian government uh, was thinking of uh, banning commercial surrogacy. Okay. So the hospitals were not actually doing uh, commercial surrogacy at that point mm-hmm. because they had got a regulate from the government not to uh, take up any commercial surrogacy. Okay. 
so during that time the doctor suggested like why don't you see if you have any sister or friend or hmm. any relative who is ready to carry the baby for you okay. because everything is there embryos there everything is just a matter of 9 months hmm. so we said okay we'll see we don't know and all we just came back home and we were discussing hmm. and that is when uh, my sister in law who is my brother's wife Mm-hmm. uh she is 10 years younger than me she she was actually 23 at that time okay so she said uh, i will do it like mm-hmm. this out of the blue so mm-hmm. we are like okay wait your baby is still at that time he was mm-hmm. still one year old oh. so like he is still one year old how can you like she had a baby uh, mm-hmm. before us even though mm-hmm. they are younger than us they had a baby mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and um, her son my nephew dishan mm-hmm. was um, just one year old at that time hmm. and in fact she had not even like she was breastfeeding him hmm. and she had not even gotten her uh, periods you know you need hmm. to uh, get periods to yeah. give birth yeah. so hmm. um, she had not even not even gotten that hmm. so uh, then we said no no let's wait let's think about it so we gave it some time hmm. and the next time we met a doctor we suggested this uh, my sister in law is asking Hmm. So then she was like, "Okay, get her and come. Let me talk to her." So the hmm. doctor had a one-on-one chat with her, with hmm. us, without us, and all that, asking her whether we are forcing her and all oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. So because that is really important, because in the middle hmm. of this uh, surrogacy, she, if like if you know somebody gets scared or yeah. they say, "Oh no, no, they forced me. I don't want to hmm. do it," or something hmm. like that, hmm. because the doctor didn't want any such situations uh, hmm. crop up in between. Yeah. So uh, she had a one-on-one talk with her, and even then. Uh, mm-hmm. she told her that you know mm-hmm. she's doing it with her own will and uh, thing that she wants to mm-hmm. give us a baby and that is her only motive and stuff like wow. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah and then um, so then the doctor suggested that we wait for at least uh, one and a half years until the her mm-hmm. child that is my nephew okay. turn one and a half years then mm-hmm. she can uh, take tablet to stop breastfeeding mm-hmm. and then take tablet to start periods Hmm. and then after that we will try hmm. so all this took a while to do because you know it is like it is not so easy right a woman's hmm. body is so complicated okay. so hmm. she took tablets first of hmm. all to hmm. you know stop breastfeeding hmm. and then because sometimes it what it can happen you can get uh, you know glands can become big hmm. and uh, it can be really hurtful to stop uh, breastfeeding yeah. suddenly like that yes. but oh. thankfully for her nothing happened because she mm. was doing it with such good uh, will no yeah but nothing happened to her it okay. stopped naturally it stopped mm. and she didn't have any pain or issues with that mm. because we were all so scared because we didn't want to put her through so much of pain already this is a big thing that she was doing right. so yeah. we didn't want any extra pains for her Hmm. and then after that she started taking tablets for periods to happen and hmm. uh, next month only it happened because hmm. some people it will not happen so fast mm-hmm. and for her it happened next month only okay. and then we wanted to wait for one more month doctor said why you want to wait we'll just try off one surrogacy actually we just transfer and see if it happens it happens otherwise it won't happen okay. so we'll just try Hmm. So just like by fluke, we all are thinking, okay, the first time she's got a period, how will it work? It not hmm. work, hmm. and then she just tried, and it hmm. clicked, and she got pregnant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And we were all shocked. In fact, I was so hmm. shocked, I could not believe it. Ah. It was like 
my baby is growing it's mm. really growing after almost 7 8 years of infertility mm. and struggling yeah. i could not believe that actually a baby is growing and it is not like you know gone mm. in 6 weeks or something mm. and then in fact every uh, scan every appointment i used to be like okay something mm. will happen this time i have a feeling i have a feeling you know that oh, yeah, that yeah. Yeah. because it will happen so many times to me mm-hmm. so i was like okay it might happen mm-hmm. but every time the doctor said nothing is wrong everything is fine little mm-hmm. by little i started getting faith and you know okay this okay. is working this is mm-hmm. happening and uh-huh. something good is going to come out of it mm-hmm. so and then um, it was nice all scans we went together and mm-hmm. i was a part of every appointment every blood test every scan everything i used to i drive so i, t- I used to take her we both mm. used to have a nice time mm. and we used to after the appointment and all that we used to go and eat outside and mm. she used to uh, she was craving for cheese a lot during this pregnancy oh. so every time i used to take her everywhere i used to see all the new places i used to take her to eat cheese everywhere oh. like <laughs> so whatever she was basically mm. cheesy stuff like okay. burgers and everything even the doctor said don't eat so much all that i said you want to eat, you feel like eating this eat mac and cheese all those things she used to eat she used to love to eat cheese during that time oh. before that she used to hate it actually and mm. during this pregnancy somehow she started liking cheese a lot mm-hmm. mm. and then so it used to be like a picnic appointment means picnic only for us <laughs> cute okay. yeah we used to have fun that way mm. and uh, actually that Thirty weeks went by, Aram said, "Okay, nothing, no problem, nothing." Hmm. And then thirty weeks, once we were in somebody's house, we, hmm. we, were, we were attending a puja, hmm. and uh, that time, first time we were having lunch, she got uh, a contraction at thirty okay. weeks. Okay. And we immediately took her to the hospital, and hmm. uh, the doctor said, "This is like actually, it's not even Braxtonix; hmm. it is like actual labor pain." Oh, basically the okay. body was rejecting the baby but the baby was intact the baby's heartbeat and all was good okay. baby didn't want to come out but her body was rejecting it thinking it's a foreign body oh okay yeah so it was like proper contractions with mm. a lot of pain and everything mm. and then we got her admitted and uh, they gave her sedative she slept and everything mm. and uh, we came back home and 3 mm. 4 days later again she started getting the same thing okay. so this happened for almost 5 uh, 6 7 times it happened every 4 5 days once she used to get this contractions we used to go get admitted mm. uh, stay there one night at the hospital come back mm. home then again 2 mm. 3 days later she used to get so yeah. then we tried to push as much as possible doctor mm. wanted to wait till 36 weeks at least mm-hmm. because before that it is Uh, right. usually the babies are like um, neonatal babies okay. right. so yeah. at least 36 weeks she said at least proper labor mm. it is like proper labor time mm. so one month early is okay it is not natural mm. so mm. Uh, we tried to push but then it started happening alternate days Ooh. the day we go back home the next day again contractions started oh. coming okay so then doctor said this is not happening now it is like really she is going through a tough time Mm. we will just uh, admit her and we'll induce her and uh, we got admitted it was just like uh, all of us and she was 35 weeks 5 days mm. and we admitted her and they induced her mm. but a very funny thing is after inducing mm. her cramps and contraction everything stopped actually it had to be opposite right after inducing <laughs> yes. 
everything stopped and we were just having a gala time in the hospital uh, getting admitted and just chilling in the hospital okay. ordering wigi and everything <laughs> and she is not at all getting contractions in the hospital hmm. and we were thinking what to do now <laughs> now we got admitted to get uh, get the baby out and yeah. now the baby doesn't want to come out okay. so then until the doctor waited until next day what to do they kept giving increasing that inducing that um, tablet uh, injection they gave no in iv Hmm. they kept inducing and increasing the dosage in spite of that uh, contractions didn't happen hmm. then finally the doctor decided uh, we'll do c section because um, as soon as you go home you'll get contractions so it's better we just do c section and okay. get the baby out. Okay. So I actually the idea was not at all to do C section and uh, within uh, half an hour we decided and uh, OT was free hmm. so our doctor decided okay I'll just do it and get the baby out wow. and that's how my daughter was born <laughs> like yeah. this just like a cinema <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lot of ups and downs, lot and lot of ups and downs. Hmm. It will be a nice story to tell her. Oh, of course. <laughs> Actually, many people, many people ask me, hmm. you know, are you going to tell your daughter the truth? Are you going to tell her that she was born in Lucky's tummy and not yours? Okay. I'm like, of course, I'm going to tell. It's nothing hmm. to hide. First of all, hmm. the next thing, I don't want to lie about my child's birth hmm. to her. That hmm. is like the first. thing that happens in a child like anybody in life right Correct. your birth is the most important thing and i don't want to lie about it Correct. and what is there to lie there is no like even in like uh, during this whole thing no until 5 months scan the mm. 20 week scan we didn't we had not told any of our relatives mm-hmm. because we were mm. so skeptical and so scared so we were we had not told anyone Hmm. After a twenty weeks scan, we told all our extended relatives and hmm. friends, and we made it like official and stuff. Okay. So at that time, also people were telling, you know, oh my God, you why don't you just go into hiding and tell that I be like, you know, that I bore it and don't tell anyone that she bore it and all that. Uh-huh. She bore the baby. Hmm. So we were like, why? Why should we do all that? And hmm. even our um, what do you call our um, hmm. the ceremony that we do? Right, baby shower. Yeah, baby shower. Sorry, I forgot the name. So okay. the baby shower also was very, uh, like it was good in a good way. Hmm. Both of us were sitting, and uh, you know how it goes in traditional baby sh- yes. baby showers. Okay. They put green bangles. We wear hmm. green sarees. So usually one pregnant woman will be sitting, right? So hmm. in ours, both of us were sitting uh, on the stage, and uh, they were doing all the dancing and everything for both of us. Hmm. And uh, it was really nice. It was. fun and mm. in fact i had taken uh, because people had so many questions as to how this is happening how this mm. is work mm. so what i did was i took print outs and uh, of a lot of surrogacy material and okay. ivf material i stuck it all over the hall mm. <laughs> oh people can read about it and people can you know educate themselves about okay, it okay on the day of the ba- baby shower right baby shower yeah we had ah. invited around 500 people and okay. everyone had a, they were taking pictures of that poster and everything oh. there Wow. Oh, other people. Mm. Yeah, see how they've done this because it was like a big thing. Like people mm. like people hide this, mm. and you are putting it everywhere and telling everyone like, how mm. is it even possible? Mm. I said there is nothing to be said, and some people even came and told me, are you feeling sad and all? Mm. I'm not feeling sad. I'm more than happy. This is like the best thing that can happen. Mm. Like why should I feel sad? It's mm. not at all anything to be sad about. 
so and the, uh, then i had like question and answer session after my baby shower oh. people had, for mm. anyone who had doubts they mm. were asking me so many questions how did you come up with this legacy idea mm-hmm. how did you convince lakshmi we didn't have to do any convincing it was mm. it just came naturally it just happened organically you know mm-hmm. it is like we just our love mm-hmm. that is why it's called altruistic it mm. is something that you do out of love and affection for another person mm. and it is mutual with both of us and in our family mm. so it is not like i had to convince her and beg and plead her and call to her please do this please do this mm. i never once even now uh, i've never asked her mm. uh, like uh, please do it for me she okay. agreed to do it herself because it is a very big thing to ask somebody mm. and i never asked her at all she mm. wholeheartedly wanted to do that and mm-hmm. every day of the pregnancy she was telling that i'm just dreaming for the day when i'll take the baby and give it to your hand okay. so that was her ultimate <laughs> dream to do it and we took photos of that dream and she was like so happy mm-hmm. and um, in uh, us and all they have this thing that they give a push present once mm-hmm. the baby is out the husband buys a wife something yeah. usually yeah. it is like uh, i don't know it's like usually like a uh, diamond mm-hmm. uh, jewelry or something mm-hmm. like that Hmm. a car or something like that hmm. so uh, she always wanted one kind of a diamond ring mm-hmm. so i uh, surprisingly i went and bought it and came and i gave hmm. it to her as a push oh. present oh. and she was so happy she was so happy for, about that i mean mm-hmm. it is like not a big deal of, at all and not even like yes. compared to whatever she's done but mm-hmm. you know it is like as a token of yeah. love yes, appreciation yes. and gratitude mm. and you know just a thought of remembrance mm. you know that whenever she sees that she'll tell this mm. i got it because of trishika and all <laughs> <she did. laughs> yes yes <laughs> so that is how it is wow. uh, and mm. even now we stay together she fed her for 6 months and mm. uh, we are uh, her son is like my son and mm. my daughter is like her daughter mm. and we both mothers for both the children they mm. both call uh, both of us amma mummy mm. appa dad dada everything mm. so fun is like we're going to be together and it's going to be nice uh-huh. so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like they say like uh, family is your first institution and it's a combination of different mindsets but yeah. get you live together but I, i i would say like your family is the first family which is like minded everybody has <laughs> got the same mindset <laughs> and like i mean i'm really i'm literally awestruck listening to your story silpa like it, in every part when you were mentioning all the incidents your voice never changed it was positive 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 throughout how can you be like this i mean <laughs> such inspiring such an inspiring family i mean i shouldn't have invited on, invited only you to the uh, interview it should be it should have been everybody right can do one more of course i i i yeah yeah i i'll uh, i'll have a second one as well it's like yeah it will be like a sequel to this one <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it is a lovely story uh, so yeah shilpa uh, so you know we live in india and uh, we have a mindset among people that i should have only my biological child and mm-hmm. uh, surrogacy is, is nowhere near uh, near the scene at all so what okay. message would you give to such parents um so basically mm-hmm. one main thing uh, people should understand is 
uh, surrogacy even when you do surrogacy hmm. it is your biological child only hmm. it is your genetically it's your baby biologically it's your baby you won't believe even i didn't know this until i uh, went through this hmm. even the blood group of the baby will be hmm. the genetical parent although okay. she she was born in my sister in law's uh, body hmm. her blood and baby's blood is not the same okay okay yeah hmm. yeah the blood group also hmm. will be not my husband's blood group okay yeah so oh. even hmm. when blood only is like that hmm. like people say well, how is biological connection through blood they say right hmm. blood can hmm. blood, blood blood they keep telling like yeah. elders and you know ancestors and all yes. blood, blood so if this is not blood then what is Hmm. for 9 months you are renting somebody's womb hmm. to grow a baby that's hmm. it that but genetically biologically hmm. she is hmm. completely ours and even legally because oh. when we do all this they take a legal document saying hmm. that she is ours and everything hmm. so even everywhere she is ours only hmm. only thing when she is taken care of the baby in her tummy hmm. instead of you know me taking care of her in my tummy that is the only difference and i feel that surrogacy is something that everyone like whoever any parent any mm. uh, woman who is suffering from infertility mm. who has tried ivf who has had miscarriages you mm. have to try surrogacy because later when when a stage comes when you think oh my god now what to do i don't have child i don't have like uh, mm. anyone if mm. you feel that way you mm. should not be regretful that you didn't sorry you didn't try surrogacy yeah. because that is one thing that i had in mind that i mm. want to try every resource that is available i want to try everything that i can do mm. to have a baby of my own mm. okay and in spite of that if it doesn't happen mm. then i will just leave it and i will adopt so mm. my mindset was clear i'm mm. going to try this and if this doesn't happen then i'm going to adopt okay for me uh, i cannot live without a child as i love children mm. any child not just my child i love every child mm. and i mm. love children any and all children also they just get so attached to me mm. some parents will keep telling oh she doesn't go to anybody i don't know how she came to you mm. i don't know how but they just like me <laughs> you have a so, charm <laughs> so yeah, maybe i don't know but i yeah. love children and in fact my um, aunt's son when he was from when he was 3 months old i was taking care of i was taking care of him mm. i was in standard i used to give him bath i used to take care of him mm. in sixth standard i was in sixth standard that time mm. 10 or 11 years old mm. i used to take full care of him when she used to go to office mm-hmm. so mm. i they used to call me his second mother when oh. i was 10 years old and he was 3 3 month old baby okay okay yeah. so from that time those maternal uh, instincts were very strong yeah. for me wow so, Mm. and for me to have gone through so much just to have a baby of my own was an, actually in uh, mm. in hindsight i feel oh my god i went through all this but mm. maybe god was testing me to see how badly i wanted it <laughs> <laughs> so but I, then again yeah. you never complain saying like why me because you already had the maternal instincts as you said yeah but, yeah, yeah so, and even complain. during this whole time i had my nephew and i never once thought okay see my my mm. brother is Uh, five years younger than me, and mm. my sister was ten years younger than me, mm. and they had a baby one month after they got married. Mm. Okay, mm. so immediately before one year, they have already had a baby in hand mm. before your first anniversary, mm-hmm. and 
not once maybe only once when she got positive result no i went into the bathroom and i cried like anything oh. because i was trying that time so hard and uh, i didn't get and for them they just tried once and it happened off mm. for them okay. so i just cried then my mom came and i told her i'm really not crying because i didn't get it i'm just crying because i just want to take it out mm. and from that day after that day i never ever cried i decided in my mind mm. this child is going to be mine i'm going to take care of him like my mm. own child whether right. mine happens or not mm-hmm. this child is going to be my child and oh. till today even that that child is he is like so attached to me i'm so attached to me mm-hmm. to him and uh, he sleeps with me he's with me all the time mm-hmm. he doesn't want his parents he only wants me all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> he is so attached to me. I'm so attached to him. I keep telling mm. the, both these children, Dishant and Trishika. Dishant is my weakness, and Trishika is my strength. Oh. So because of her, I've gone through so much, and she is my strength. She has made me so much more stronger. Yeah. And Dishant is my weakness. For him, mm. I can do anything. Oh. He's like, <laughs> so this is my uh, all. Always, I keep telling this to everyone. Wow. <laughs> right. Right. so you again and again you're setting an exact example like uh, it is not necessary that you should biologically birth a child to be a mother yeah wow. <laughs> so i'm getting so much of positivity from you i like i am not able to control my emotions right now <laughs> okay so uh, this takes us to the next question where uh, you had an altruistic pregnancy that's yeah so here you were assured in all ways like mm. uh, but i'm asking you this question from the perspective of parents who are looking for surrogacy like okay. uh, how transparent are the surrogacy procedures the surrogacy procedures in india yeah so it is actually uh, in my opinion it is quite uh, transparent so what happens is when mm. you go for a commerce in uh in commercial surrogacy hmm. uh basically you go to a hospital you tell the doctor that i want to do surrogacy hmm. the hospitals are uh, all these hospitals these maternity hospitals are associated with ngos where the ngos they um, um have these uh, women who are hmm. ready to become surrogates hmm. so you have to be a part of any ngo to become a surrogate hmm. and uh, basically the ngo is like they are protecting the uh, women who are becoming surrogates okay. because sometimes people can take you know these women for a ride because mm. these people are you know they not so um you know forward and mm. you know they are doing it for money so okay. they want some protection so the ngo stands behind them mm. and they support them in everything mm. legally and you know even uh, to help them make decisions and mm. stuff Hmm. and in case something happens like you say some say miscarriage happened during hmm. the surrogacy hmm. so the ngos uh, have lawyers hmm. so they all those legal things come forward hmm. so the ngos are their backup so hmm. they are from the surrogate side hmm. and the hospital is from the uh, genetical parent side hmm. so the hospitals uh, and the ngo and the surrogate and the intended parents hmm. all four of them make a legal agreement Okay. Okay, and then basically in that agreement, everything from everything to everything is there's like a fifty to eighty page document. Uh, mm. uh, what is like nobody can run away with your child, but in mm. case that happens, how mm. by law what it is, uh, how okay. is she punishable? What mm. is the penalty? What is the fine? Okay. And um, uh, if they you know they should not drink or smoke or mm. do anything to harm the child mm. or 
you know do, those things and if mm. they do that what is the penalty mm. along with that also things like the they cannot like you know claim the baby after the the baby is born okay. and okay. stuff like that and also mm. um, how much money is to be paid all mm. those things will be written and mm. usually money is paid trimester wise so mm. every trimester uh, there is one set of amount that is paid so and the fact that all the injections and medicines and everything mm. will be borne by the mm. uh, intended parents and not the surrogate mm. and so so everything is like there is a chart kind of a thing so mm. you have to pay this much you have to pay this much so every stage you have to pay this much money if mm. that stage you don't reach that stage then you don't have to pay that money mm. so that is how it is so mm. like every fifth month scan okay fifth month scan done everything is successful baby is good then you pay the money it's like that Mm-hmm. then baby is born okay then you pay this much money okay. then after that if you want her to breastfeed mm-hmm. and if you want um, that breastfeeding thing that colostrum and all you want mm-hmm. then for that also extra you have to pay okay okay yeah so mm-hmm. so why that thing they do is because um, the doctors feel that um, if the surrogate mm-hmm. if she listens to the baby's cry when the baby mm-hmm. comes out yeah. she gets attached Mm-hmm. So, uh, some uh, parents internet parents genetic parents they mm-hmm. don't want her to get attached to the child oh, okay so what they do is they tell uh, don't even make her hear the cry so what oh. they do is apparently even i didn't know this my doctor told me mm-hmm. that as soon as if it is a commercial surrogacy after the baby is born usually they do c section they'll keep mm. the mother uh, sedated only mm. and as soon as the baby is out they will take her to the different room they'll take the surrogate to the different room mm. and she will never be able to see the baby that she held for 9 months oh and she yes. never gets to even claim or ask to meet the child even once no 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 oh. that that depends on the intended parents if they okay. allow her to see mm. if they want her to feed they can do it but if they say no no i don't want Mm. then no one because everything lies in the power of the intended parents okay, okay. now and even for in fact for lakshmi you know they when mm. they did c section they kept asking me mm. are you sure we don't want to separate them both are you sure mm. i can give her to be in fact mm. they took a letter in writing from me mm. that the hospital is not uh, responsible mm. for uh, breastfeeding this like for giving the child to this mother to breastfeed oh, okay so even though you belong to the same family that. Yeah, yeah yeah because uh, uh, they wanted that in writing for their record mm-hmm. that if there is any legal issue or anything yeah, yeah. they wanted mine and my husband signature to say that mm. um, you know we only gave the baby to them to, to mm. breastfeed i mean to her to breastfeed right yeah. so yeah I, actually yeah. so coming back to your question it is it was quite transparent for us mm-hmm. um, see it also depends on whether you want to do it legally or illegally there are many ways to do it Oh. so if you go through the legal route hmm. with the hospital properly obviously hmm. it take a lot of money hmm. and uh, you have to follow all these properly okay. and uh, you get to meet the surrogate in commercial surrogacy you get to meet her you get hmm. to talk to her you can you can buy her fruits and you can buy her stuff to eat like dry fruits you hmm. can um, you know talk to her take her on a uh, take her to the park walk with her hmm. you can ask her if you can uh, touch the baby kick okay. you know when it, when it is 6 months or 7 months and start baby start kicking 5 months hmm. so um, all those things are there you can complete 9 months you can be in touch with her okay so okay. that is not an issue at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great great lovely okay so you since uh, i would say you are an advocate of surrogacy <laughs> 
yeah so shilpa uh, i believe like uh, you would be available for people so would you like that like uh, if if people want to contact you if people need any guidance from you where and how can they find you yeah so um i if i just want to tell one small thing hmm. if anybody is going through any kind of issues surrogacy is hmm. is a very big taboo ivf is a very big taboo in a country hmm. but i just want you all to know that you know it is not bigger than your peace of mind or the joy of having a baby you know mm-hmm. and some people just live childless just because they don't want to do ivf or they don't want to do surrogacy or they they cannot afford so mm-hmm. uh, i i just tell you that this is like the best thing medical science has given to people like us mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. have to make use of it and there is nothing wrong in it and the baby will be completely yours genetically uh, by blood by everything it will be yours hmm. and that attachment will not go many people told me you know the hmm. baby will be attached to her only it will never be attached to you it will never be attached to you hmm. and she is so attached to me i am really surprised she is so attached to me she hmm. keeps every second like mama 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 she is only oh. big <laughs> so in spite of her breastfeeding for 6 months exclusively mm. you know they say that kangaroo care born skin to skin i used yeah. to do skin to skin i used to do kangaroo care everything i used to do i'm not saying i didn't do all that mm. of course i did all that because she is my baby mm. but he was she was with her my sister not 24 hours mm. she was breastfeeding her 24 hours a day mm. uh, and a uh, lot of people scared me saying all that but i was held and i said 6 months exclusive breastfeeding yeah. and it's okay if she is attached to her i don't mind hmm. she is anyway my sister in law and her son is attached to me hmm. why should my daughter not be attached to her hmm. right hmm. <laughs> correct correct <laughs> so anyway we stay together both of us can be both uh, mothers to both the babies so what hmm. is wrong in that i don't have any problem in that yeah. and uh, so i just uh, anybody wants to have a chat anybody wants to ask mm. questions and how to do it you want any doctor my mom is a doctor she has a lot of things mm. she has a lot of uh, gynecologists when she's a gynecologist herself mm. so if you want if you're in bangalore if you want to get in touch with any doctors mm. and um, uh, i think uh, revati has my insta handle you can please yeah. share it on your podcast and yeah. uh, my number also i don't mind Hmm. so please get in touch with me if you have doubts if you have questions hmm. and if you want to talk to me or you're going through the same things that i went through hmm. and just if you just want to rant and chat also it's fine wow <laughs> <laughs> because i know this hmm. to go through all that and hmm. this really takes a toll on your mental health and your physically also you start mm-hmm. becoming fat and obese nothing fits you mm-hmm. you go shopping you don't get anything your size you feel so depressed after all that right. so and when you see other children in mm-hmm. the mall in the park you mm-hmm. feel like oh my god when am i going to have a child of my own mm-hmm. so all these things really take a toll on your mental health mm-hmm. so if you just want to you know talk and just mm-hmm. uh, yeah they can ping me any time i'm available all the time Wow. <laughs> so actually a society is something which it is ready to share everything. It will share their money, they'll share their property, they'll share uh, good friendship, good relationship, everything. Mm-hmm. But they never are ready to share their babies. <laughs> right? Yeah. So your family is outstanding. 
thank you and kudos to your family the family values that you that you respect are like <laughs> hats off to your family silpa it was yeah. i mean it was such an emotional such an inspiring such a uh, i would say like it was a slap to the reality like like your family stands as an example which tells people like it is possible to stay the other way like people advise you saying that be like this be like that this is how you should be but we never practice it and we struggle to practice it but you guys you your family is practicing it with ease like mm-hmm. this is how a human should be and that is how you're living and yeah so i'm and saying this so, yeah let's yeah. let all like men like you said all like minded people have come exactly. into our family. Yeah. and uh, just blessed to have this family my parents mm. and my parents also they have suffered they pray to every god possible mm. <laughs> my father my mom you know yeah. whatever you do however you know mm. forward thinking mm. you are but mm. you know you should not give up faith on in god that they have proved and yeah. um, my brother and sister law not once did they go back on their things Mm. So they were really, um, very, very, very helpful, obviously, and I have all the gratitude forever. Mm. I've indebted mm. to them, and mm. even my in-laws, in fact, they were mm. like, you know, whatever you want to do, it's fine with us. Even if you disagree with us, it's fine with us. They never once questioned why you're doing all this, and you know what is it. In fact, they were so happy. My mm. father-in-law was so thrilled that you know uh, we're doing this and stuff, and he was mm. so happy. so he he in fact said that now i have two daughters one is shilpa one is lakshmi mm. so my father law also is uh, very excited he always treats her also when we go home mm. like a daughter in law not daughter la daughter only and mm. even he treats bishant like one of the grandson only his mm. grandson so mm. we all think that these two are our children and uh, we have two children now everyone yeah. i told you i have two children one son and one daughter <laughs> lovely so all the best wishes to your family uh, shilpa it was really really great talking to you and uh, more than inspiring it was like uh, it was a life lesson that i got from you and from you and your family that this is how people should be this is how you should love your children this is how <laughs> you should live your life with total positivity because you get to live only once yeah and you have cherished it every minute Yeah. I just I it was really really lovely lovely talking to you. Thank and you. Thank, thank you very much for coming to my podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you very much again. So, yeah. yeah. So let us know how you felt about this episode and what inspired you most about Shilpa and Amok's story. To me in my email ID womanspiria@gmail.com which is spelled as w o m i n s p i r i a@gmail.com. Womanspiria pages can be found in LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube too. There is an Instagram Tamil podcast too. Also I have a podcast where I record and all the curious and interesting questions that my son has which is called Shashu and Amma. It has an Instagram page as well and which can be found in all podcast platforms. Until next time this is Revi signing off from Womanspiria continuously inspiring. Keep and seek inspiration every day and everywhere thank you very much